This morning, I want to talk to you about maximum focus. Maximum focus. Maximum focus. I'm still walking through this scripture that we've been reading. Hebrews 11. Hebrews 11 from verse 13 to 16. And interestingly, the message from this scripture is, is a setup for anything that you want to start and finish. The message from this scripture is very pertinent for a man to begin something and finish it. The message from this scripture, if you or and I understand it, will help us not just to be starters, but will also be finishers. And I speak over everybody listening to me this morning that the finisher's anointing is coming upon you in the name of Jesus. Verse 13 says, These all died in faith, not having received the promises, but having seen them afar off, were assured of them, embraced them, and confessed that they were strangers and pilgrims on the earth. For those who say such things declare plainly that they seek a homeland. And truly, if they had called to mind that country from which they had come out, they would have had opportunity to return. Verse 16 says, But now, they desire a better, that is, a heavenly country. Therefore, God is not ashamed to be called their God, for he has prepared a city for them. I want you to say with me, say what God has prepared for me, God is preparing me to get into what he has prepared for me. Amen. God has a preparation for you. God has something that he has cooked up for you. But the challenge is not that uh, uh, what, what God has prepared, the challenge is will you enter into his preparation. Now, this scripture says that the people who are going to enter into what God has prepared for them, I mentioned some part of it last week, that they need to understand that they are not going to compromise. They will go for the city that God has, has for them. They will go for the preparation that God has for them. There will be opportunity to return back. One of the opportunities is that compromise. Why do you have to go all the way? Another opportunity that will come is an opportunity that shows up in a very decoy way and it is distraction. Distraction. Distraction is going to come your way if you are going anywhere in God. If you are going anywhere in God, distraction is going to come your way. By the time the writer of the Hebrews finished writing, or really, you know, he was just writing on. But by the time you get to Hebrews chapter 12, Hebrews chapter 12, and you read verse 2. Hebrews chapter 12 and verse 2. The Bible says, looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith. For who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross despising the shame and sat down at the right hand of the throne of God why was Jesus able to finish why was Jesus able to start why was Jesus able to apprehend the heavenly country why was Jesus able 
to bring heaven on earth and even end up in heaven. The reason is because Jesus had maximum focus. Jesus knew how to deal with distractions. There were things that came to Jesus that wanted Jesus not to go to where Jesus was supposed to go to. There were suggestions. There were ideas. There were many things that came up that could have made Jesus to uh, renege and not go uh, all the way with what God has in mind for him. And so that scripture is admonishing us that we should look unto Jesus. We should be like Jesus. We should know how to keep our focus. We should know how to maintain focus. And ladies and gentlemen, in 2024, if you are going to do what God has called you to do, you and I must be men and women who are given to maximum focus. Let me say a few things about distraction. Distraction is far, by far one of the most effective arsenals of evil today. Distraction. One of the things that the devil is using more today is distraction. He knows that if I can get your eyes off the road, if I can get your eyes off the prize, I can get you off. And I can make sure that you don't win the race. And so many, many people are living in distraction. Distraction has led to untold shipwreck of lives, of homes, and destiny. Many accidents that you see in 2024, 2023, many of them is a form of distraction. I can almost tell you when a driver is distracted by how he's driving. If you're driving behind a driver and you see the guy go like that, you see the guy go like that, and you drive past him, the next thing you're going to see is that his phone is with him. And our generation is, is really is getting so, so bad. There are some people, once they start to drive, till the end of their driving, they're on the phone. So they want to drive and they want to text at the same time. And because the attention is not complete, because the attention is not total, any small, any small thing, will get them off. If a car suddenly stops, or if a car had stopped before, but they didn't, know, they didn't know that there was a car that was stopped just in the middle of the road. Distraction. It is the reason for uh, the, uh, why many lives are being distracted. Let me give you a few reasons why people are distracted. One of the reasons why people are distracted is that there are availability of options. Options. Options, option of what to wear, of what to eat, of what to watch, of who to listen to. Many people, even in the church today, we are very distracted. We listen to 10, 7 people. There's nothing wrong in listening to people, but you need to keep your focus. You know, the other day I was telling myself, I said, you know, I did computer in school. Any good computer scientist or programmer, so to say, does not have to know every programming language. He doesn't. He just needs to know maybe one or two and know it very well. But you know, there are some people, they want to know every small thing about everything. And if you know small thing about everything, you really don't know anything. So if you are given to the options and give yourself to all the options, I'm a young man, I, I have the time, I that you give yourself to up the option you are easily giving yourself to distraction and that's not what jesus did that scripture that we read in hebrews chapter 12 did not say jesus 
uh, gave himself to all the options that were available. Did you know Jesus could have been the best carpenter in his time? And he could have risen and argued that, by the way, I can make carpentry and do good works. Give people free furniture. Give them bed. In fact, I can bring designs of carpentry that they don't know now. You know, Jesus was both man and God. Of course, he was fully man when he was here, but he could download things from heaven. He could go in the place of prayer a great while before day and talk to the Father and say, Father, download unto me the furniture they'll be using in 2024. And then I bring it to Nazareth. I will put it in Nazareth. And when I do it, I will even convert Pilate, Herod, all these Pharisees. When the Pharisees see that, they may not, they may not like bread, but if I become a good carpenter, they will love it. I will win them. That's an option. But that's not what God called him to do. What God called you to do is what he called you to do. If you do any other thing and do it very well, you have still done it wrongly. Because what you have been called to do is what you will be judged in doing. It is not what you've done. Many people think activity is what God rewards. No. God does not reward activity. God rewards obedience. I can do something. I can still be wrong. I can show up. I can work. I can spend time. I can spend myself. I can still be wrong. It is what he has called me to do that I have to do. So why are people distracted? Because there is a lot of options. And many people give themselves to many of these options. Why are people distracted? You'll be surprised. Because of the departure from the basics of scripture. Because of departure from the basics of scripture. I, I personally believe that scriptural knowledge is becoming all time low. The basics of scripture. I don't mean hearing someone. I'm talking of the basis of scripture. The, the basics, the basics, the basics. The word of God as raw and as basic as it is. Because you see, every water body is purest at the source. Every water body is purest. So that means God's word is purest at the source. I'm, I, I don't have a problem. You can listen to Pastor E. You can listen to your favorite preacher. But excuse me, if you neglect the basics of scripture, if you neglect the basics of I open my Bible by myself, because I, there's English Bible, and I can read my own English Bible by myself, you, before long, if you don't continuing such a thing you will be distracted because you are going to hear something on social media you are going to hear somebody tell you that in fact you know i've i've heard this one now that we don't even need to be reading the gospel you know there's some people that will tell you that you don't need the old testament have you heard that before has anybody heard that before that you don't need the old testament now inside even the new testament you don't need the gospels because the new testament did not start until jesus died so Everything that happened before he died is not your own. It's still the Old Testament. Because Jesus said, out of all the prophets that were born, uh, by, uh, out of all the men that were born by humans, there was nobody as great as John the Baptist. And John the Baptist was in the Old Testament. So, you don't need the Gospels. In fact, Acts is just, they were just still documenting things. It's the epistles. It's just the pieces. And they will say it like it's a deep thing. It's not deep. <laughs> There's nothing deep there. Paul did not read the epistles. 
Paul did not read Gospels. Paul read the Old Testament. When Paul says, and the scripture says, Paul was not talking about what he was writing about. He was talking about the scriptures. He was talking about the Old Testament. So, and the same people that will sometimes tell you Old Testament is not necessary, they will now say, let us share the grace. May the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, with us now and forever. Surely, surely goodness and mercy is not New Testament. It's Old Testament. A thousand shall fall by my right and ten thousand by my left. It's not New Testament. But is that a good testament? Is that a right testament? Is that a necessary testament? Will it work for you? If it work, if it work for you, say in the name of Jesus, I declare that the whole world word of God is for me. Departure from basis of scripture. Some of the problem we have in 2024 is departure from the basis of scriptures. You err because you do not know the scripture or you are distracted because you do not know the scripture. The more we know the instructions, the better we will not be distracted. When the devil came to Jesus to tempt Jesus and to tell him that all kinds of things, the thing Jesus used to defeat him was not even gifts of the spirit. It was not, you know, Jesus manifesting the, the gifts of the Holy Spirit. It was just, it is written. It was just, it is written. If you have, it is written, it is better than any other thing that you have. It is written. Once it is written, it means it is settled. So I can use it is written because it is settled to settle any matter. So sometimes the matter you are looking for man of God to settle, the word of God has already settled it. The matter that you are looking, I just need him to lay hands on me and see into my eyes. Pastor, look at my eyes. What do you see? I don't see anything. It is written so that it can be settled. Because some people, we have so made this simple gospel to become mystical and very spooky. Now, understand, many people that know me, you know I, I like spirit. I like, I, I, I mean, <laughs> if you give me a chance, we'll just be flying, so to say. But we have to first get it is written and it is said to before we start doing that flying. Can somebody say amen to that? Matthew chapter 22. I'm just saying some of the reasons why people are distracted. Matthew chapter 22 and verse 29. Matthew 22 verse 29. Jesus said, answered and said to them, you are mistaken or you are distracted because you do not know the scripture. Then he now say, not the power of God. The more you know the scripture, the more you will see the power of God. The more you know the scripture. The more you sit with the word. The word of God is already the will of God. And when the will of God is known, the power of God is available. The power of God is available. The word of God is the will of God. And where the will of God is known, the power of God is available. So these guys were hearing, these guys were in error, because they did not know the scripture. They were distracted. Let me give some definitions of distraction. Some definitions of distraction. Distraction is that which draws away our attention. Distraction is that which drills us. What draws away our attention? What derails us? Distraction is what takes away our concentration. Concentration. It wants to dilute us. 
you will now be an ineffective child of God, diluted, of no power. Paul was speaking in Romans chapter 1 verse 16. He says, for I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Christ. He says, for it is the power of God. This gospel is the power of God. God has no other power on earth. But why is the power of God not finding an expression? Distraction. Something has messed up with our concentration. Some things are messing up with our concentration of the gospel. So this gospel is of no effect because it's in the hands and in the lives of men and women who are distracted. You are distracted when your attention is drawn away. Distraction is the picture of Martha and Mary. But distraction actually is the picture of Martha. In the story of Martha and Mary, when Jesus came to the house to meet Lazarus or to meet with the family of Lazarus at that time, the Bible said Martha was busy and running about everything. She was distracted. He said, but Mary was giving attention. And Martha cooked a storm. She cooked a very good meal. But Jesus didn't eat the food. Jesus did not eat the food. And some things that many of us are doing today, God will just say, well, you have done well. But uh, that's not it. We are giving our energy to so many things. And don't get me wrong, it's not only coming to church that you should give your energy to. Because sometimes that's what some people hear when we speak like this. But you see, the truth is this. Priority needs to be placed where priority is. There are so many things they will, they, they, they will, they can do so many other things. But once it comes to God and something that will affect God a little bit, they are easy to cancel. There are some people that didn't show up in church this morning because something small happened. That's something small. Believe me, if it happened on a work day, it won't stop them from going to work. They will still go to work. They will say, ah, that, that's what's paying my bills. Is that really what is paying your bills? God, he calls himself our source, our harbor. All right? He's the father of lights. All blessings flow from him. No man can receive anything except it be given from where? From above. From above. Distractions is when something is drawing away our attention, something is relating on. And let me say this to you. God wants you to have your relationship to, with him should be such that you are dedicated, you are concentrated, consecrated. So there should be consecration, there should be dedication, and there should be concentration. I once heard uh, Bishop Oedipo say this once, that if you take God serious, God will take you serious. <laughs> if you take God serious, God will take you serious. You see, sometimes some people say, where is the God of Elijah? The God of Elijah is the God of Elijah. Because Elijahs, they have some things they do with the God of Elijah. <laughs> the, the God of Elijah is the God of Elijah. It's not just the God of Gehazi. You know that in, this, in the economy of Elijah, Elisha, there was also Gehazi. It was supposed to be going like that. The God of Elijah, the God of Elisha, the God of Gehazi. Gehazi was the servant or the heir apparent to the double portion of the anointing upon Elisha. The reason Elisha did not give it to Gehazi was Gehazi got something else before he got the real thing. He was distracted. So the mantle does not just come on you because you are next in line. It comes when you become the Elijahs of God. So God is usually looking for his.
<laughs> okay. I, I, I think he's, he's back. All right. We are loading for Taylor. Can somebody say amen? <laughs> All right. So God is always looking for his own Elijah. Too. You need to push this up a little bit here for me though. Uh, maybe in the back here so that I can hear myself more. Oh, he's back. Wow, that was fast. Can you celebrate our people? Massive, massive job that they are doing. So God wants you and I, our relationship to him, to have dedication, to have consecration, and to have concentration, focus, maximum focus on him. And anything that he has called you to do, maximum focus on him. Let me say this to you. God has not called you to do everything. But he has called you to do some things. Now, everything you identify that he has called you to do, give your maximum concentration. One of the challenges many people have is that they give themselves to everything. They give themselves to everything. You can't give yourself to everything. You cannot. Oh, uh, pastor, you know, I have to just be there. I have to just show myself. No, you, you don't have to always be there. <laughs> you don't. Because there are some of your mates, some of your colleagues, some of your friends that used to be there 20 years ago. Some of them are not here again. They are dead. And life is going on normally. So sometimes I tell myself, I don't have to be there. I do not have to be. Some things happen and I, I will just decide that this one is not worth my time. Because the more I say no, the better I can say yes. Let me tell you, every no you say is preparing you for a better yes. Every no. Many of the times you are just saying yes, 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 yes. So that when you now want to really say yes, you said yes, but there's nothing to say yes with. You have finished all your yeses. You have said yes to too many things. You are spread thin. You are diluted. There is no consecration. Another definition that I wrote here of um, distraction is to pull yourself in many directions. You are not south, east, west, south. You know, all the cardinals, you are there. To pull yourself in many directions. All right. Uh, what are the sources of distraction? There are several sources of distraction, but let me see, tell you some that can, you can watch out for in 2024. Number one, close people. <laughs> close people. People that are close to you. Family members. Fathers. Mothers. Um, you know, people. People that like you. People that just love you, they can distract you. Because there are things that God will call you to if you don't know how to uh, go about it alone, you'll be distracted. You remember when God called Abraham in Genesis um, 12? God told him that he was going to make him father of many nations and all of that and all that. And God told him to live alone. The reason God, number one, was calling him out of his kindred, out of the family, and all of that kind of thing, was so that his concentration and concentration will be one. He will, his focus, he will have maximum focus. There are many times that God calls us out of things so that he can focus us on other good things. There are many times if you, don't, if you are not taken away from something, you cannot be given into the new thing. The reason God will call you out is so that he can bring you in. So you need to understand that sometimes that calling you out, you may not be able to go with everybody, even close people. Some of us are too socially and emotionally and all of that Lee thing, you know. Ah, I, I cannot hurt their feeling. You know, it's my BFF. Let me tell you the truth. 
Every year, friends should go and friends should come. Can somebody say amen? Every new year, as the year comes like this, some friends should just go with 2023. You know when the Bible says the Egyptians you have seen today, some people think it's bad people. No, there are some good people. Don't you think that those people had Egyptian friends that were good people? They had. At least some, some, you remember that the Bible said before they went for the Exodus, it said they went to meet the Egyptians. And the Bible said God gave them favor in the eyes of the Egyptians. And these people gave them some good things. And you would have been very emotional and say, ah, let's just stay with this. But God said, the Egyptians that you have seen today, you see them no more. There are many people you must see no more. Hmm? Can somebody say amen? And see does not mean you fight them. It just means that you order yourselves in such a way that your paths don't need to cross. I'm not fighting you, but we're just on saying high terms, you know. <laughs> Me and you are now high friends. We just say high once in a while. And it doesn't hurt anything. Because when it comes uh, 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 to, to doing the fullness of what God has for you, uh, some of the distractions you can have might be people. Especially close people. Close people might be the distraction uh, that will distract you. The Bible speaking in Matthew chapter 10, verse 38. Matthew chapter 10, verse 38. And it says, he who does not take his cross and follow after me is not worthy of me. And, you know, before he even said that, he was talking about the fact that, look, you will forget family, you forget friends, you forget because you see, when it comes to life and enjoying the fullness of what God has for you, you must be ready to give up anything and everything to go for that thing, to, to, to follow the path which God has called you to. So, sources of distraction can be people, close people. What are other sources of distraction? Criticisms. Oh, criticism can distract us. They said this about me. They said that about me. I, that, they are looking at me with a funny eye. They think I'm too big. They think I'm too thin. You know, almost every year, somebody will come and meet me. Ah, you are losing weight. And I'm going come. Ah, you are gaining weight. If I met one person, the other is, who's like, ah, 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 ah. I'm like, is it your body? <laughs> like, ah, ah, ah. You are so big that... It's the goodness of the Lord is big in me. Amen. <laughs> Leave me alone. But do you know some people, that, that, that's as best they up, up their day. You need to learn to deal with criticism. You need to put what people say. You need to learn to make sure that what they tell you and what they don't tell you does not stop you. I'm, I'm, I'm sure I've shared this story here before. When somebody was doing a contest in a city and he was to go through the city I think it was to put egg in the spoon. Some people, some of you play those kind of games. <laughs> Great up. In the in-house spot. <laughs> you put the spoon and then put egg. And then you have to move, you know, without making the egg fall. So I think this guy made it to the end and finished everything. But it was a long trip. So they asked him, why were you able to make it? And with all these people saying anything, he said he didn't see them. He was just looking at the end goal. Let me tell you, if you go and buy something at the market or at the store, just go for what you have gone to buy and leave. Amen? 
it's, a, it's an African proverb that I just tried to Americanize. <laughs> just go and buy what you came to buy. Some of you, you came to buy something in church, and then because the usher said something, you are, you are, you are offended. Is, did you come for the usher? Oh, the, the choir leader said something to me. Did I come for the choir leader? Oh, the, the prayer, the way they were even saying that prayer, I think they were praying about me, but I didn't come for them. You remember the guy, the lady that came to Jesus that Jesus called a dog. Do you know if it is 2024? They will sue Jesus. <laughs> they will create many social media accounts and say, man of God, use racial slur. Is it racial slur? <laughs> or man of God. Acclaimed prophet of God assaulted a woman in a desperate situation. The woman said, Forget names, oh Jesus, if you like, it's dog enough. You can mention all kinds of all kinds of animal. My own is that I came for something, and what I came for is what I'm going to live with. Criticism. Oh, you are too tall. Thank you, Jesus. You are too short. Glory be to God. Whenever I look at myself in the mirror, the image that I see in that mirror is what the Bible says in Psalm 139. This image is wonderfully and fearfully made. If a boy comes and tells me my head is too something, he's not seeing well, I'll just ask him, are you seeing men as trees? Because me... <laughs> You need pastor to lay hands on you. You are not seeing where. Because I am fearfully and wonderfully made. So one guy told you something. And then you now lose your sleep. Shame on the guy. Even Yusuf. We need the young fans. You cannot let that take care of you. you can, when I was a younger person. I feel, somebody said something about me. Sooner I now found out that. It looks like some of those criticisms, if I know how to receive it well, it's a promotion item. It's like when they mock you, God begins to make you. So what they are saying is bad. What they are using to call you names, God can use it to take you up. They can be calling you this and that. God will now use that and do what he did to Joseph. And because they hated him, God gave him a throne. God gave him something that they could not give him. I see somebody in this house this morning that what they said about you, that very thing is what God will use. And he will use to lift you up in the name of Jesus. So they said you can't go far. And you are now arguing with them. You know the best answer for many of the insults you receive is result. Some of us will not go and say, I need to explain to you. There are things that I've heard about me. About me. And I know the person that said it. But instead of me to go and be meeting you and say, okay, now let me explain. Don't worry about explanation. I don't need to explain. Turn on your TV. You will see the explanation. Breaking news. What you thought I couldn't do, that's what I will do. Where you thought I couldn't get to, that's where I will get you. In fact, the height you thought I couldn't get to, I will scale that height. Because my God is the one who can do exceedingly abundantly far above what I can think. And what I can ask him. Criticism. They said, she said, he said. You know what those said, said, said. And some of these things can be painful. I know. And don't get me wrong. I know. Because sometimes it may even come from very, very, some places that you didn't, you least expected it. You thought, ah, ah, that guy, after all I've done for them. You didn't see it coming from there. 
they will scourge you with their tongue and sometimes the words are so painful but let me tell you you need to know how to dust criticism you need to you need to know how to cast it over to God you need to know how to give it to God you need to know how to move away quickly from me you need to learn how to not let what they said what they think to stop you criticism oh you are too serious with God is he only you and God you are too you are going all the way yeah uh, uh, it's always church it's always God 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 it's always about God Jesus any small thing you say Jesus I, why do you like to spiritualize everything they are they are physicalizing everything now. So you too, you have your own arsenal. I will spiritualize. You will physicalize. Because everything, you always bring it to the normal. Even things that are not normal, you see, it's not, oh, yeah. oh, oh, okay, that thing happened like that. That's not negative. That's not uh, generational curse. That's just a pattern. Uh, you know, it's some kind of thing that, it, you know, in science, there's this coincidence that happened. Keep on saying grammar there. <laughs> I spiritualize things because I understand that there are some things part in this earth that is beyond this earth. Don't believe what people tell you. Everything is here and now. No. There's a dimension that is influencing this dimension. And that dimension is real. And it's usually several steps ahead of this dimension. So sometimes when you are playing on this dimension, you are playing catch-up. You are walking into something that they have already finished. That's why some people, they'll be playing catch-up. And in that dimension, they have said, match, that person is gone. And so you are now playing catch-up. You are playing catch-up. You are playing. No, 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 no. I go into that dimension to affect this dimension. So I will not let anybody's criticize me and make me look like well you are taking it too serious god takes people that take him serious seriously if you come to me if you seek me with all of your heart i will respond to you i will respond to you why do some people get distracted they get distracted because of criticism let's read this scripture um isaiah chapter 8 verse 9 to 10 isaiah chapter 8 verse 9 to 10 and I will tell you some other uh, sources of distraction. Isaiah chapter 8. Verse 8. Okay, no, no. 9 to 10. Okay, yeah. Be shattered, all you peoples, and be broken in pieces. Give ear, all you who are far, from far countries. Guard yourself, but be broken in pieces. Take counsel together. That's what God is telling you that their criticism cannot work. He said, if they gather together, if it is not of God, even if there is a counsel against you, what is against you is more than what is for you. Greater is he that is in you than he does. He said, take counsel to God together. He said, it will come to nothing. That is what I've come to tell somebody about the criticism. Now, I understand that there are some healthy and good criticism, but there are so many negative criticism. There are so many criticism that are not to make you better it's to make you bitter this is what god says to those criticism he said take counsel together he said it will not stand he said speak the word he said but it will not stand why god is with us can somebody say god is with me maximum focus but for maximum focus to happen you have to deal with distraction distraction will come through people you love they will want to pull you aside like this and not make you stay on your God-given assignment and God-given purpose. Criticisms will come. People are going to criticize you. Everybody will not like you. I hope you know that. 
Everybody will not like you. Some of you that are looking to be Mr. Liked. You know, the most liked guy. Sorry. Oh. <laughs> There's nobody like that. Jesus, the son of the living God. The reason, one of the reasons why they killed Jesus was not just because Jesus was going to be killed. It was because they didn't like him. Some people just didn't like him. They didn't like his gods. They felt he came to stop business for them. There will always be those kind of people. They will want to kill you. But God says in that Isaiah chapter 8 and verse 10, he says, take counsel together. It will not stand. There is no counsel against you in this 2024 that will stand. Every negative word spoken over you, especially authority figure. Can I speak to that this morning? Some of you listening to me, an authority figure, somebody you respect, a father, a mother, a pastor, somebody you respect, they said something negative against you. I stand in the name of the Lord. Every negative word, every negative pronouncement against your life, against your destiny, I cancel in the name of Jesus. Sources of attraction, close people, criticism, the world. The world. The Bible said these people were looking for a homeland. They wanted heaven on earth. But you see, we are in the world. We are not of the world. You know, this morning I was thinking to myself, I said, why is it that the church is struggling to be like the world? The world is not struggling to be like the church. We are the one that want to, oh, you don't know that's what's trending now. And so what? And so what? It can be trending, but it may not be scriptural. I'm not going to love the world. In 2024, I'm not going to do things like them. It is okay to be different. Let me tell you, the reason why he called you is to be a different people. I can be different and different is not bad. Different and unique. I can be different. They can speak like that. I can be different and not speak like that. They can, they can act like that. I can be different and not act like that. There is nothing bad in being different. If I'm in a class and people go this way and that way is the way of destruction and I go this way and that's the way of life, that difference is a good difference love not the world that's what first john chapter 1 chapter 2 verse 15 says love not the world and the things that are in the world hear me child of god jesus is still coming back can somebody say amen some people say we've had that before but <laughs> it's closer than the first time you heard it at least and even if jesus doesn't come back as a class action for everybody at the same time what about you going to meet jesus <laughs> you know sometimes some people don't know that they don't behave as if one day they will stand before god let me tell you the truth this is not all There's, this is not all this is not all in fact this is a preparation for it this is not it there is more it after now than now there is more life after this life than this life now and that's why the Bible says in 1 John chapter 2 and verse 15, it says, do not love the world. What does that mean? Don't be given and sold to the way of worldly patterns. The world, the, the, the cosmos has a way of thinking, has a way of doing things, has a way of speaking, has a particular penchant of how they move in different directions. It says, don't be like that. Do not love the world or the things in the world. You see, sometimes, even Christian people, we are very materialistic. Yeah, I have to say that. Some of us, 
the reason you are praying the prayer you are praying is for material does god want you not to have material thing? of course he does want you to have it but the problem is that most people did drive to have the material things as now made it that the material things have them god does not have problem in you having things the issue he has in those things having you and that's what love not the world means don't let the things of this world have you there are some of you your phone has you your phone if you don't some people don't hold their phone it looks like a bad thing happened to them that day like my phone I, do you know you meet the guys and the guy is sober and sad and and you ask what's going on i forgot my phone at home i'm bereaved of my phone <laughs> and so what and so what i mean yes it's a tool but the tool is not better than the user of the tool you are the user or is it now your user because some people still there we are the phone will use you until you, some people sleep in the kind of sleeping patterns some people have and sleeping posture you sleep the way the phone wants you to sleep and it is when you make mistake and sleep that the phone will even rest it should be the other way around you should rest and leave the phone you know love not the world and the things that it was he says if any man loves the world the love of the father is not in him. you know we are talking about these guys that are experiencing heaven on earth because they want to experience heaven in eventuality and we talked about the fact that they are seeking a country a home that is not this home or that is not this present place and one thing they do is that they they walk, they understand and don't allow distraction to take them. And one of the ways distraction can come is by when you give yourself to the world. Just so early. Some people, everything about them is just few hours on Sunday morning that they remember God. Let me tell you, God is not an event. God is not a place. God does not want some part of you god wants all of you god is not like the devil god wants all and all of you but you have to yield the grounds to him give him that place let me close with this scripture proverbs chapter 4 proverbs chapter 4 Somebody can get on the keyboard. Proverbs chapter 4. Um, let's start reading from verse 20. Proverbs chapter 4 from verse 20. God wants all of you. So if you want to experience heaven on earth, and not just heaven on earth, heaven in actuality, you and I need to know how to give maximum focus. And giving maximum focus is just paying attention. Non-aligned destruction to take over us, like the Bible speaking in Proverbs chapter four, verse twenty. I think media is um, they have gone on a break before Taylor. Glory to God. Proverbs chapter four, verse ten. Well, four, verse twenty. It says, "My child, pay attention to what I say. Listen carefully to my words." This is how to deal with distractions. Pay attention to what God says. Listen carefully.
carefully. Don't show up in church. Don't just watch messages. Listen carefully. Listen to hear the spirit of the word. There are many times you heard but you didn't listen. Listen carefully. That's how you deal with distraction because the instruction to break to the next level to keep you in, in, in sync will come if you tune in you have to tune in your ears jesus said the words that i speak to you he says they are spirit and they are life that means there are dimensions of what i'm telling you that is not ink and paper it's not black and white it is something that you have to catch it is something that has to come but it has to come when you are listening attentively in another part of the old testament it will be called hear hearken i was going to say hearken <laughs> but that's what it, it, it says attentive listening rapt attention listening without distraction that's maximum focus and let me tell you your destiny your life in christ it will take maximum focus my son my child pay attention to what i say listen carefully to my words verse 21 says don't lose sight of them don't lose sight of them that's why we have to read it daily let me tell you one of the ways you can give yourself to maximum focus is to change what you do daily you need to put god on a daily matter this whole sunday thing can't give you the best it has to be daily you have to open the word daily you have to pray daily it has to be daily that's how you keep it in your sight because let me tell you the truth there is nothing you have today that does not leak something you know today that you don't have a tendency to forget in fact everything you receive as soon as you receive it it starts to diminish the thing that happens to your car the value that happens to your car that same thing happens to practically everything immediately you drive that car out of the parking lot Love diminishing returns certain. Love diminishing returns work everywhere. The antidote to love diminishing returns is this. Keep them in the sight of you. Replenishing. You bring a new one. You change the sheets. You change the old one. You come back again. The same scripture that you have read. You read it again. You listen to the word again. You, you will make it a permanent fixture of your life. He said do not lose sight of them. He said, let them penetrate deep into your heart. This is New Living Translation. Let them penetrate deep into your heart. Don't only hear with the hearing of the ear. Let it enter your heart. Let it be something that you, you put inside you. You internalize you. You eat it up. Many people hear sermons. A few people eat them up. When you eat it up, what it will do is that it will do what it did to Jeremiah. He said, His words were like fire shot up in my bones. I couldn't keep quiet. I couldn't stay normal. The reason why some of us are normal is we've not let the word enter well. We have not kept it in our heart. There's no maximum focus. And let me tell you the truth for 2024, not to look like 2023, we need to give it maximum focus. It needs to enter inside. Let me read a few more verses and we're going to pray. It says, for they bring life to those who find them. I thought that when you start reading, the first time you found it, no, you didn't find it. It is when you keep them in your eyes that you will find it. There are many things you have heard me say this morning, you have not found it. 
you need to hear me again say it you need to hear it again and again and again and again and again and again and again it needs to begin to ring that's what the bible says faith comes by here to the point that it begins to ring in your ears that's how it comes you give it maximum focus it says and then verse 33 says 23 says guard your heart above all else for it determines the course of your life pastor this maximum focus the way you have talked about it can it affect every area of life you bet it can especially when it enters your heart when you allow this word of god to enter your heart the bible says when you guard your heart with all diligence it says because when you do that it is the most it is the controller of what is happening all over your life your heart guard it with all diligence verse 25 says verse 24 says avoid all perverse talk and stay away from corrupt speech i want you to stand up to your feet this morning maximum focus i will not be distracted i'll not be given to the world i'll not i'll not pay attention to criticism but i will be man i'll be a woman that sits at his word that pays attention that that let this word move me in the name of jesus I, you should be speaking to god now something i said today must have affected you you don't need the prayer point you already have the prayer point if you heard me well this morning go ahead speak to him tell him say 2024 must be different for me and it must be a different year oh lord i want to have maximum focus every area of distraction i break away from it this morning in the name of jesus the distraction that comes from criticisms the distraction that come from close people the distraction that come from the world the cosmos the way of doing things on this earth the distraction that comes from that i want freedom from it this morning in the name of jesus oh there is a heavenly home there is a heavenly home jesus is real and jesus is coming back i want to be ready i want to be ready yeah you should be speaking to god this morning i want to be ready i want to be ready he's preparing a place for you you need to be prepared for the prepared place and how do you prepare you take care of distraction you are going to say father this week will be a week of no distraction this week will be a week of maximum focus this will be a week that i will completely focus on you help me to hear help me to listen help me to develop my attentiveness i break the hold of distraction over my life in the name of jesus my attention span is not easily exhausted my attention span increases what is always getting me agitated from the presence of god is giving way this morning in the name of jesus thank you father in jesus mighty name